Welcome to another episode of Civil Service, Season 3. I have with me the first female voice of Western literature, a huge legacy. Today, I want to focus on Sappho. Say hi, Sappho. Hello. Your life, your homosexuality, your music, your career, your lyrical genius, your song singer writing career and so many things about you are profound and I just can't wait to get to know you to be honest because you know as we'll be talking about those Christian losers burnt all of your works we only have one percent of your poetry your songs left so that's why having you in the studio today is just a monumental moment in in general and uh, because of you know male dominated Greek literature yada 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 we don't know much about female singing, songwriting, or music. We only have Sappho, we only have you. You're also known as the Tenth Muse, and you were pro prolific as you were celebrated. Your work filled nine papyrus rolls in the Alexandria Library, and uh, yeah, 1% exists now. You are the symbol of this movement. Even worst enemies are deeply, fundamentally the same. The father of lies, rather than the father of history. Say I did it, and I'm the guy moving it, and I'm the artist. My greatest pain, but therefore my greatest pleasure. Why is it that we don't like spiders? So, where did you grow up, Sappho? Well, I grew up in Lesbos, which is a pretty prominent and prosperous island in the eastern Aegean in Greece. And it's a very important trading place, or at least it was when I was, when I was around. Um, and a place where particularly beautiful women lived. No, you don't need to tell me. So, uh, yeah, I grew up in the 7th century. Uh, and there was really, at that point, a political system full of tyrannies. Um, Lesbos is extremely different to mainland Greek culture. Different food, different vibes. It was full of upstart leaders of the aristocracy who came into power on popular waves of support uh, run by tyrants. Yeah. And there were a lot of aristocratic families in power as well. Yeah, it seems like you were a member of one of these kind of families within the you know, eastern region network of tyrannies. Is that not correct? No, 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 not at all. My family derived its wealth from exporting wine. We came from the shot from the ground up. My life was very much entwined with politics because my youth was flooded with coups until, of course, the final establishment of the Tyrannos. Which is crazy because, you know, we'll be talking about this again, you're seen as the love poet, the sex poet, the homoerotic poet, when in fact a lot of your poetry was political but that all got burnt. Anyway, we will be talking about that later. For now, your poetry is full of allusions to the exotic empires. It really strikes the ear differently from, from mainland Greek poetry. Well, I, I travelled a lot. I lived a very cosmopolitan life to Lydia's capital, Sardis, to Egypt, to Ephesus. Yeah. And, and let's just get it, I'm, let's just get something straight. You, you are a musician. Oh yeah, big time. I'm a prominent musician. I play the lyre, I play the flute. The lyre is quite similar to a, a modern day kind of guitar slash banjo situation. Sounds more like a guitar though. I pioneered the, I actually pioneered the invention of the pectus, which is like a many stringed lyre and the plectrum. And I also invented new meters and modes of music, so yeah. 
Yeah, and just for Mon listeners as well, the lyre by Sappho was made from a turtle's back. Mm. So, I mean, hugely innovative. Did your gender affect your place in the hierarchy? Well, it was unusual for women to achieve the kind of fame that I did, but the position of a lyric poet was far freer, especially uh, for aristocratic women. Uh, Clearly, my gender didn't inhibit me that much at the time because I'm the main representative of Lesbos as a poet, although it did affect my legacy because, obviously, all those Christian men burnt my work. Absolute wankers. Bastards. Anyway, let's start looking at your poetry. Would you do us the honours of reading Sappho 1? This has to be one of my favourites. Of course. <clears throat> Some say a host of cavalry, others of infantry, and others of ships is the most beautiful thing on the black earth, but I say it is whatsoever a person desires. It is perfectly easy to make this understood by everyone. For she, who far surpassed mankind in beauty, Helen, left her most excellent husband and went sailing off to Troy without thinking at all of her child or dear parents. But love led her astray, lightly. And she makes me now think of Anactoria, who is not here. I would rather see her lovely walk and the bright sparkle of her face than the Lydians' chariots and armed infantry. So beautiful. What strikes me the most about this poem is that you really reject the images of military splendour, which epic poets like Ovid, actually not so much Ovid, he'd slightly mimic that, but Homer especially just yabbers on about how beautiful men in armour are, the noble and beautiful bodies, sort of like pro-war propaganda, you'd sort of see it in the States today, like glorifying military warfare, and you're rejecting this, and you're prioritizing female splendor and another thing that strikes me here is that obviously previous poets have really slandered Helen on her transgression to sleep with Paris of Troy and allegedly started the war but for you it's clear that Helen aroused you oh yeah the voice is is actually supposed to be Helen's own voice and uh, her agency to follow Paris because she wanted that sexual satisfaction It was really, uh, it was her beauty that was necessary for these ships to be set into seductive motion anyway. I mean, I compare Helen's gold mythic standard of beauty with my lover, Anactoria. Anactoria's movement, in particular, with its echo of Helen's, evokes both the desirable and the destructive implications of female movement, as well as the movement of armies to which it gives rise. Yeah, why glorify Mm. death and hatred when you can glorify love and sexual satisfaction? How can we glorify death and hatred? Men are perhaps unwilling that their ambitions for victory and strength to accept that they're a kind of choice. They don't have to let their pride wound them. They worship masculinity and the epic poets are in love with their military prowess. So great to hear someone saying this. Finally, you know, I study this all the time and it's like, woo woo, Achilles is going to war, he's so amazing. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's just no female input. And finally you're coming and Manipulating the myths from a feminine perspective, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. So, um, what would you say are the main themes of your poems? I mean, is it love, desire, longing and loss? Yeah, but uh, there's also, you know, the beauties of the natural world inspire me. The progression of women's lives, betrothal, marriage, childbirth. Uh, but also I'm interested in the very construction of poetry. Yeah, betrothal is an interesting word. Is that, is that a Greek one? 
Most definitely. Sappho 16 is, is an individual love that shows passionate love and, and um, lust for a woman. Can you please read this one out? I love this one. Funnily enough, uh, some Christian or homophobic interpreters claim that I was speaking to a man. So it's nice that I can finally claim all, all the ship of, of my work on this uh, huge platform. Yeah, it is pretty massive. What I would say is that those Christian men clearly didn't really study ancient Greek correctly because it's pretty obvious the pronouns are feminine. Am I right? <laughs> Hello, yeah, right. That's, that, that, that is embarrassing from them. Okay, go on right. ahead and read poem one. Ornate, throned, immortal Aphrodite, while weaving daughter of Zeus, I entreat you, do not overpower my heart, mistress, with ache and anguish, but come here. If ever in the past you heard my voice from afar, an acquiescence and came, leaving your father's golden house with chariot yoked. Beautiful swift sparrows wearing fast-beating wings brought you above the dark earth, down from heaven through the midair, and soon they arrived. And you, blessed one, with a smile on your immortal face, asked what was the matter with me this time, and why I was calling this time, and what in my maddened heart I most wished to happen for myself. Whom am I to persuade this time to lead you back to her love? Who wrongs you, Sappho? If she runs away, soon she shall pursue. If she does not accept gifts, why? She shall give them instead. And if she does not love, soon she shall love, even against her will. Come to me now again and deliver me from oppressive anxieties. Fulfill all that my love longs to fulfill and you yourself be my fellow fighter. Beautiful, really stunning, one of my favorites. I can't help but point out something that slightly, you know, grinds my gears. So love against her will, you say in line nine. Uh, that, that sounds very non-consensual to me, Sappho. I think, you know, I think it's quite important to call out girls on sexual coercion as well. Not that it happens as much, but, you know, it sounds like you were not really giving her a choice there. Ha. <laughs> Hi, well, consent must be a fairly modern concept. I mean, most slaves or subjugated people didn't have any choice. But, you know, I, I wouldn't force my sex onto anyone. I, I only wanted to express the, the desperation of my love. It's expressing how desire just takes over my body. And it's a purely personal emotional expression of the female gaze. And what constitutes the female gaze for you? Well, the female gaze is often desiring and pursuing, whereas the male gaze dominates and objectifies. So I'd say that the male gaze dominates more because of the strength that it has and the threat, the threat that's behind it, which just makes it more intimidating. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm gonna play one of um, this modern, this modern singer who really reminds me of you. She's called Tasha, and she sings a song called "Overly Emotional Woman," which I think is quite relevant to you, Sappho. No offense. Oh 
anyone can really fathom whether it's a pro I didn't love it feminist point of view or not you didn't love it what, what was wrong with it I think it, it painted women as a uh, kind of too vulnerable and uh but maybe there's some irony in there that I'm I'm failing to detect. Yeah, I mean, interesting from you because you are like the queen of vulnerability. I mean, you just put yourself on the on the edge. Of yeah, they're stealing my brand. <laughs> I suppose you're you're quite similar to that woman then that just sang that song in a way. Could be what. Could be my interpretation. Anyway, what about your relationship with the Almighty and? dangerous and, and terrifying goddess Aphrodite well I'm summoning Aphrodite as my ally my alliance with her enables me to harness the goddess's dangerously subversive power to, to my own ends it's always in it I'm always in it for myself I also was not a victim to Aphrodite like most others uh, for example she forced her son to shoot arrows of desire to victims of the role of a dice. Uh, but she did that mainly as entertainment. I mean, she was she was cruel. A cruel mistress with a very lively imagination. I respect her for this, but I also kind of detest her. She knows love is the most powerful weapon, but she knows her power can't touch me because I knew her weakness. You knew her weakness. That power you had was extraordinary. You know, it must have been unusual at the time uh, for you in 6th century BC to, to openly admit, you know, a straightforward passion for the love of another woman. How did that affect your reputation? It built my reputation. It was at the time very attractive to express desire for the female body and homoerotic poetry was encouraged and fawned over. And just like male symposiums, women had their own drinking where we trained young girls in the proper manners appropriate to social behaviour and improper relationships with women of many different ages. Sexual attraction was very much intertwined with education. What kind of education? You know, so many people have sort of speculated that these female drinking parties, so similar to the male ones, were kind of like survival tips for girls in patriarchal Greece. Is that about right? I'd say that's a pretty fair speculation. The female symposiums were basically there to cultivate trust and sisterhood. Girls were taught philosophy, hunting, sports, sex, and reading, and writings. I started this because I knew that illiterate women respond directly to the dominant culture, which is male culture. So teaching women to speak for themselves was really the main aim. So this is definitely, this is definitely how you gain the reputation of a school teacher. So, so you sung these poems at the symposiums, these songs, is that right? Songs tended to be sung at symposiums, yeah, but also at special occasions like births, weddings, deaths, victories and defeats, often memorialising uh, of these events experienced by everyone. Hmm, yeah. So how similar were these female symposiums to the male ones? Did you have the Aranos, the passive pursued, and the Erastos, the active pursuer. What I mean by that is the penetrator and the penetrated. Well, there was obviously no penetration, uh, but they were similar. Both sexes gloried over youth. Uh, a younger girl or boy is considered pregnant with potential and that's very attractive. I, like other men, like to pursue these younger girls sexually in order to educate them. 
Mm. <laughs> wow. Don't be so culturally biased, Soph. Accept people's opinions. No, no, I'm, I'm, um, you know, for everyone listening right now, actually, I'm not, we're not going to condone this, but this was part of their culture. And of course, we call this paedophilia, which is Greek for love of children now. And um, thank God it's condoned because it's a horrible, abusive thing. But in Sappho's world, this was the norm. And I think we all need to respect that rather than um, instantly condone it. This is a very tricky subject and uh, I might do a little explanation at the end. Anyway, sorry, Sappho, back to you just talking to the modern crowds there. Okay, so essentially a single sex gathering where women of various ages were celebrated in you know, a formation of gender, class and way of life. This is so cool. Let's take a look at another poem. 31, this is just incredible. Get ready for this one. And your enticing laughter that indeed has stirred up the heart in my breast. For whenever I look at you, even briefly, I can no longer say a single thing, but my tongue is frozen in silence. Instantly, a delicate flame runs beneath my skin. With my eyes, I see nothing. My ears make a whirring noise. A cold sweat covers me, trembling seizes my body. And I'm greener than grass, lacking but little of death do I seem. Astonishing descriptions of the physical effects of desire. Were you so overwhelmingly in love with this person to the point of death, or is it more poetic exaggeration? Yeah, I mean, I, this is true. This is purity, and when I see a woman I desire, I speak from the heart. You know, I'm sorry to tell you this, but a lot of modern scholars, mainly men, believe that the descriptions were an allure to make you seem sexy to men. You know, sort of your lust was sort of building up your sex, sexual reputation. Typical, typical that I've been made as a, to, you know, as a symbol of sexuality. Classic. Male poetic expression is identified with politics. Female poetic expression is identified with sex. I believe my poems to be emotionally accessible to men as well as women, but not sexually accessible to men and women. I would say that I was conscious of my power to captivate both of the sexes. Couldn't agree more, Sappho. Was your poetry a method to oppose the patriarchy then? It was a method to say what women wanted to say, rather than just have men presume what we want to say. I wanted to create a female oral tradition that could be handed down from mother to, to daughter. And uh, yeah, my poems do really present that specifically feminine control of sex roles and erotic desires. And what about the politics? You said you've been you've been you've been reduced to a to a symbol of sex. What about politics? You talked about politics. Yeah, I mean, all my poems have you know allusions to politics and civic and social qualities, ethical maxims of fidelity, justice, and wealth have all been destroyed. Why do you think that is? Well, the men who destroyed it believe that women are just supposed to write about love and like not politics. Politics had to be a separate world apart from, apart from women. Yeah, the, the most interesting thing about this is that your, your contemporary, Alcaeus, who also lived in, in, in uh, Lesbos, is seen as like your male equivalent. And he is sort of seen as a political poet. And um, yeah, a stormy life in politics. I mean, he was exiled and it's all about his political life. And, and yet you are not seen in that way. 
were found they I mean they were founded by female education which I started and men didn't necessarily want to recognize this so I'm limited to mainly private passionate and you know to being the sex obsessed female what were you exiled this is this is a rumor on the rumor mill that you were exiled being politically active is this right yeah I was exiled from Lesbos for having a political agenda partic- particularly for uh, attacking women from the Pitakus tyrannial line. Ooh, real kitty got the claw up. Why were you Couple attacking girls. these poor women? I had a disdain for wealth. I mean, there's just no delicacy in wealth, is there? I love the sun's brightness and beauty is my fortune. Ah, you're more of a health is my wealth type of gal, are you? Big time. So, how come you were exiled from Lesbos? If they minted a coin of you, you know, they, they really revered you. So why were you exiled? Well, after a politically rife period, I actually came back to Lesbos and that's when the coin was minted because of, you know, my excellence. Uh, because, you know, singers had a pretty special place in society and still do. Yeah, I just want to read out one of your poems, 20, if that's okay. Is that okay? Please. You say, gladness of wine and good luck to gain the harbour of the black earth, the sailors, great winds, and upon dry land. From somewhere they may sail, the cargo flowing many to receive works and dry land. Beautifully read. I mean, probably not as well read as I would have read it if you'd asked me to, but it was still quite nice. So you were said to be, have committed suicide by leaping off a high cliff because of a broken heart from the unrequited love of a fisherman, Faun. Well, in 95, I say that, you know, a longing grips me to be dead and see the shores of Acheron dew-sprinkled, covered with lotuses. And this is probably why people presume I killed myself. I did not love any man to that extent. Maybe later, writers wanted me to be heterosexual. (sighs) A blameless matron, completely pure from the toxic sexualization of other females yuck no wonder those christians burnt all your work on a serious note it is so sad that all your work was burnt just because of your natural sexual desires and this is why christianity ruined everything made everything so boring i am sure i would agree if i knew what christianity was um but what did happen which was pretty cool is that they they actually named the the island of lesvos after me in the sense that I was a lesbian and now we get the word lesbian from lesbos yeah 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 that's a fun fact for everyone anyway it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on Safa honestly to see you in the flesh to have you read your poems and to hear some of your new songs is just it's just wonderful any final words no Thank you so much for having me. Great experience, great opportunity to uh, correct history. History. You are the symbol of this movement. Even worst enemies are deeply, fundamentally the same. The father of lies rather than the father of history. Say I did it and I'm the guy moving it and I'm the artist. My greatest pain but therefore my greatest pleasure. Why is it that we don't like spiders?